Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Crack open a cold one. It's Friday again, and we are just going with it. That was more like a twist off a cold one, not a crack. A cold yeah, well, one. it's a twist off beer. They have those. Remember San Diego? <laughs> one time, Ashley and I were trying to drink a couple of beers on the beach, like a couple of bros, and we couldn't figure out how to get the cap off without a bottle opener. And we stalked some boys who were going to the bathroom hook like frat stars and we're like oh they'll have a bottle opener on their keychain for sure and we go up to them and we pretend like we're on our way towards the bathroom and we say hey sorry to bother you would you mind like do you have a bottle opener totally profiling and they did have one and the beers were twist offs if you are a longtime fan you might have heard that story in another episode we're recycling the jokes we've ever said that ever I we have because I was literally listening to this episode <laughs> like three weeks ago, and that's when we make the Ray Charles joke oh. because I'm reading to you while you have your sun- I'm reading to you in public while you have your sunglasses okay, well, on. If you're new to the podcast, we've had a lot of new subscribers recently. First of all, we'd like to say hello and we'd like to say thank you and welcome to the party. Um, we have episodes that come out every Friday, so don't you worry, we're keeping it real with you. But welcome to the Twist Off Beer Story. For those of you who don't have short term memory like me. You'll probably remember it. <laughs> or memory like an elephant. Like yes. Me. Actually, it has a memory. Trap. Memory like an elephant is a good memory like an elephant is a good band title. It's all about the tease <laughs> and memory like an elephant. Before we get into it, how the hell was your weekend? Who did you embarrass yourself at all? Did what do you, you think? Honestly, no. Okay, so for the fans, keeping it real with you, I'm doing dry January and I'm not doing it. You are? Yeah, I'm telling you live on air. I'm doing it for two reasons mainly. One is the calories because I'm getting really strict about the gym. And two is the money, just like budgeting, starting the new year and not trying to like throw all my money around at the bars. And then I guess we'll think about it like down the line. There's I look so you're, concerned. You're so concerned. <laughs> we have like some trips we want to go on this year and stuff. And so I'm just trying to like start the year off strong with like, so I'm like starting the year off strong with budgeting, not trying to just spend, spend, spend. And so I actually realized I'm not an alcoholic because I was able to go to multiple bars this weekend and I ordered a Diet Coke. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you because if it's, er, it's more about the mood mm-hmm. and if it's like early enough, I can go to a bar and not get right. a drink, even a beer. But and if I don't it's like need alcohol and- to have fun. Like, as you know, like I am the most outgoing person in the world. I don't need a you sip don't of need alcohol. To talk to people. No. And so like I can have just as much fun and not drink any calories and not spend a bunch of money. So that's what I've been learning about myself. Oh. And I have self-control, which is new for me too. So that's cool. That's probably the first time you've exercised it. <laughs> I think I'm growing up, Ashley. <laughs> that's the first time you've exercised your self-control muscle was this weekend. Yeah. I said I was going to do on dry January and then I went out of town and then I had like a beer before we did this. However, I'm not drinking as much on the weekdays. Okay. I mean, like to each their own, like whatever works for you and your schedule, I support that's you. That's a good jump. Like I had one solitary beer right before this and that's all I've had to drink all week. Yeah. No, I wasn't even that big of a drinker before though. Like as you remember, I would only drink on like Fridays and like maybe a Saturday. But aside from you and your little dry January escapade and hopefully we'll double time that 
and make up for lost time with the drinking, um, with all these trips, specifically stagecoach prayers, hopes, prayers, and thoughts doesn't get canceled. What else? Well, they just announced the Coachella lineup, so I'm thinking oh, it's it'll, not getting canceled. Yeah, I'm We're thinking okay. it'll be fine. What else lit your weekend up? What lit my weekend up? <laughs> well, the up? ice skating. You're not mentioning the ice skating. <laughs> How could I forget? Silly you. <laughs> Silly me. So something I love about Nashville is that it is the most eclectic city, meaning like you could just be doing anything on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night and there's something really random and cool going on in the city. A lot of things are hosted here. Um, and so on Sunday, it was the national championships for figure skating and like the u.s olympic team was there and there was a competition but they were announcing the u.s team and it was really cool because i had never first of all i've never been in the presence of an olympian besides myself at the gym but i was so amazed i've always thought figure skating is the coolest thing when i'd watch the olympics figure skating and gymnastics are my favorite yeah and they're just so talented it's so beautiful especially when they do it in the pairs and they're just so in sync and everything with the lifts all of it i just you know, big fan. And that was happening on Sunday. And it was like 50 bucks. And we just like went and watched it. And it was really cool. And do you feel any motivation now to go on just any old night to the local ice skating <laughs> rink and just to give rink. it a spin? <laughs> yeah. Um, the local indoor rink? No, not me personally. I think God gives gifts to different people. And that's not one of my gifts. But if you haven't tried hard enough, how do you know that this gift isn't untapped oh, in you? Ashley. I forgot you're also scared. You're also scared of bodily injury. I'm horrified of bodily injury. The fact of like my ankles possibly just like snapping in half freaks me out. I fell so many times at a fourth grade birthday party that I broke a blood vessel in my arm. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't have good balance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 5'11". I I shouldn't be on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good sight to see like newborn baby giraffe. Well, anyways, so what national championship did you watch this weekend, Ashley? Uh, drinking championship? I don't know. I was out on Joshua Tree this weekend. <laughs> national Lampoons. <laughs> the National Lampoon vacation. I was on Joshua Tree this weekend. And I can safely say I was in, I think, Zion last year. And it's pleasantly surprised me. And I've done the Grand Canyon and all of that, all those little things. Um, but I'm just flex. not a desert. I'm not a desert person. I'm more of a... <laughs> Big Sur, you know, Yosemite, Yosemite Montana person. Okay. <laughs> like, I like greenery more than the desert. However, like, it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. I wish we would have all taken a trip to Joshua Tree while we were all so close. So Because it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. It's so close. It is. And, but, like, all the cool kids were doing that, like, randomly. But also, we lived in Malibu. So, so that goes back to what I was just that. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only time I uh, have ever been to Joshua Tree was for a Childish Gambino concert our fourth day of college with a bunch <laughs> of strangers. And let me tell you, people were like tripping on acid. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. They took our phones because the songs weren't uh, – they weren't out yet and they like locked them up oh in my this gosh. thing. It was horrifying. I learned that I'm just like not necessarily a desert person. I can appreciate it for what it is. However, the Airbnb that we – got absolutely slap in every way shape and form really i didn't see any footage of it so i feel robbed i posted one thing on my story exactly one okay but you like never send me snapchats it's like i'm not even your best friend i don't send anyone snapchats why can't you make an exception for me i'll start doing it i'll I'll start doing it but the airbnb was so fun it was a like southwestern new mexico like interior design it was so nice inside leather couches artful design cool artistic wallpaper pool table it was so nice oh my gosh I think that, that should, sounds like, so exciting i'll send you more pictures 
And then it was for a friend's birthday. So one night we did like a themed like 80s, late 70s, like rock vibe. Like Daisy Jones and the Six? Like Daisy Jones and the Six flirts with a little bit past that. There was some mixed signals sent in the mood board for the entire. I hate that. I love a theme and I hate when people don't dress to theme. But like, it's not that they didn't dress to the theme. It's that there were too many different signals sent. The theme was too broad. To be fair, when I said there's too many signals, my friend said, well, I said whatever rock means to you. (laughs) Your interpretation of rock. Your interpretation of rock. And I was like, well, that's great. We could have come as pebbles or something. Yeah, somebody could have come (laughs) in all gray and been an actual rock. Or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I should have done that. Oh, God, that's so easy to do, opportunity. I know, I know. But it was really fun. And I would go again for another like really artful Airbnb, but not if someone asked me to camp or something. I would yeah, go for the no. nice, the Airbnb is what made it. And there was a hot tub, the nice view. Oh, it's so fun. It was all nice. Yeah. I'm glad you guys had fun. What an adventurous yeah. time. Yes. And also petitioning for everyone, wherever you may be. Um, I sound like, what is it when Harry met Sally on the, not, what's the one? Sleepless in Seattle on the radio when he's just oh, talking yeah. to her. <laughs> wherever you may be in the world, petition for more weekend trips because Heard we're sleeping that, on sis. We're sleeping on the two-hour road trip. We are. I need to figure out. I need to expand my reach the beyond Nashville mountains. a little bit. Yeah, there's like a lot of cool things. So wherever you may be, even if you're in like, I don't know, North Dakota, drive four hours. Yeah, that might take you a while to get somewhere cool. From drive there. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck to you soldiers in North Dakota. Yeah. I'm also amazed. I'll get off my rant about Joshua Tree after this, but I'm okay. also just amazed about California, how you have your big surs, mm-hmm. you have your Malibus, you have your central coast, you have your like ranches up in Northern California it and is your cities. so diverse. And then you have your deserts. Mm-hmm. It really has everything in one state. And I am wild though. We didn't stop at Morongo, the casino that's on the way there. Ashley, I can't picture you in a casino. You'd be so unhinged. So we're going to stop for Stagecoach because it's on the way around Indio. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Mentally preparing now. I need the couple months beforehand to get ready. So buckle up. Bring your quarters, ladies and gents. (laughs) We're going to to Morongo. (laughs) (laughs) We miss like Eric Church performing because we're (laughs) at slot machines. (laughs) (laughs) That's something we would do. So I'm sure you guys have all heard the song Nothing New by Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers. It went viral on TikTok like most of Taylor Swift's songs do at some point or another. Even her old ones, they circulate, people make trends to it, whatever. And it's just a beautiful song in general. So if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend going to listen to it when you're in your feels a little bit, kind of when you're winding down or early in the morning, those kind of vibes. Also, if the weather is like kind of gloomier or just moody in general it's definitely not like a put on it's not like a put in put the song when you're all in the car with your friends and you're like getting hyped up it's not that kind of song no no don't do it not at all but you are one of those people that enjoys listening to downer music when it's like a downer mood like like not just like oh it's like quiet time or like morning time but like the weather's uh raining i feel like i could cry if something pushes me over the edge you lean into it i steer completely clear i can't handle the like hole it sinks me into that's why i barely listen to folklore because i was kind of in a hole whenever it came out and i was like now's not the time to dig in deeper well do you know why i lean in so wholeheartedly to feel all the emotions one because i'm a cancer and i love to feel those emotions but two because I like to think of it as a soundtrack to my life movie. And if my life movie is sad, thus the music must mm-hmm. also be. I like to be the hero of my own story. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, rewrite that narrative. Turn rewrite. that page. However, like I'll listen to this in the car. I'll listen to it like 
while I'm like making coffee. Like it's a very yeah low key song. Yeah. So the whole song is about growing up in your early twenties to mid twenties, just kind of figuring stuff out, feeling a little bit lost, kind of exactly like what we talk about on this podcast. And lately I've been listening to it in the car. And when I kind of dissect the lyrics, of course, Taylor Swift is the poet laureate of our generation, but Mm -hmm. the lyrics of this song have been speaking to me immensely. So I thought it'd be good to kind of break it down and talk through it because it's just so relatable. I pulled up the lyrics and I think that we should break it down. Stanza? Yeah. Stanza I believe stanza. it is a stanza. Or is that just poetry? Stanza question mark by stanza. Stanza by mark. stanza. We shall break it down. <laughs> and then we will rise. <laughs> and I feel like certain parts of this was the first time I heard it, especially I text you about it really resonate with like the month after you graduate <laughs> totally no this is exactly they still resonate up to now but like hardcore i last hardcore. november this song was me last no september november literally October. okay so let's yeah. just jump right into get into it, it. do you so, want to sing maybe okay here i can sing the first line oh boy <clears throat> they tell you well you're <laughs> it's not really in my octave i can't go that high can you sing before we keep going just for all the fans <laughs> are no, no, no. The fans are raging. Another Taylor Swift phone. Can you do Mr. Perfectly Fine? <clears throat> the beginning line. Yes, here I go. Yeah. Mr. Perfect Face. <laughs> I have to clear. I have to like close my eyes. Should we do karaoke next time? Could you imagine? No one would care. Let's do like a carbol karaoke segment. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. All right. Um, so the first stanza goes, they tell you while you're young, girls go out and have your fun. Then they hunt and slay the ones who actually do it. But a lot of this song is talking about how... Girls are like such a, such a easy excuse to be fun and young and emotional and all over the spectrum when you're like 17 and 18 because that's such a good age to be. But when you're Girls older just and acting have fun, Dancing Queen 17. But when you're acting, when you're getting older and still acting this way, people start to criticize you, which is ridiculous. Yeah, having it's fun like is why so don't much you have fun. your life together? Hmm? Having fun is so much fun, and I don't think we should ever stop. But apparently, they with a capital T, meaning the world out there, criticizes <laughs> us criticize the way you fly when you're soaring through the sky shoots you down and then they sigh and say she looks like she's been through it so that's kind of what i just said it's almost like i've heard this song before that when you're when you're on an up or when you're having fun because having fun is so much fun people start criticizing you right away i know and i calling you washed up you've had your time in the sun what do you think the age is when they start doing that when it stops being cute you know well do you know this tiktok that i'm about to reference one of us sent it to each other but the girl is maybe like in her super late 20s, if not like 30 or 31, and she has so much fun with her friends trying to be married. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why is it such a crime, basically, that we have trips every weekend? We go out to bars still. We're choosing not to have kids yet. And we're just having fun because we still want to. But well, people like frown on that. I think it is a crime because I've actually had a couple of people who are like 23, 24 be like, oh, can't be doing this for much longer. Like this. I is- couldn't imagine stopping anytime soon. I know. I'm just like, obviously it's going to look different. Like we're not going on absolute raging benders. Well, even we're- right now looks different from when we were 19. Right. I mean, we evolve, yeah. we change, but who says we have to get boring? I would rather die. Yeah. I think it's just, it definitely looks different and that's okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? That's sad. (sighs) That's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) Here's the part that everyone knows from TikTok. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Uh. I've had, I've had too much to drink tonight. And I know it's sad. This is what I think about. (laughs) 
this is actually where you continue. This is a nice sign that you're growing up a little bit. And I've become consciously aware of it in the past few years. But if you're ever feeling, if I'm ever feeling like down or anything, I certainly don't have like a drink even with people. Yeah, I think that's actually called maturity. And it's really smart that you can be able to do that to like be that self-aware. Even if I'm going out, I'm like, I'm probably not going to have more than one drink if I, it's very rare. But if I'm like feeling down, I'm like, I'm not going to make this worse. And that's called maturity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in the movies, I feel like they portray this a lot. It's like whenever somebody, guy or girl is just like having a shit day or like not doing well, they're kind of down in the dumps. They go out and just get drunk. Well, that's I think what a lot of people do because it's an escapism. Right. But I feel like personally, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't know, though. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain. I feel like I've never been down that bad, if we're being honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> that what? got you down? Couldn't be me. I think most people still do that. You turn to the, turn to the bottle. <laughs> turn to the bottle to drown your sorrows. Yeah, I think that's probably a common experience. I, I just right, and maybe if I was down batter, maybe maybe I would. But down I just recognize. <laughs> maybe I just recognize that now's yeah. not the time. Okay, so this is what she thinks about. She wakes up in the middle of the night and feels like I can feel time moving. I have felt this way so much. It's called an anxiety attack in the middle of the night is what it is that wakes you up. Let's talk about being in our 20s, our hottest, youngest years, but being in a pandemic where things were just on pause. Like, I feel like we graduated. I can't marinate on that too long either. Okay, not too long. Let's just touch on it. I feel like I have, I thought I graduated college last year. It's been two years two years and the fact that the pandemic just like a whole year was just like taken just out of the timelines of our lives just ripped right out that's why if i had full intentions arbitrarily i don't even know anymore of getting married at 30 uh let's bump it to 32 yeah because things are just getting pushed back <laughs> intentions of like wanting to do yeah marriage would be like a big one let's let's push it two years Yeah, sometimes, and even without the pandemic, pandemic aside, just life in your 20s can feel, it's so easy sometimes to get into a rut, I think, to get into routine, to feel lost, and just the feeling of feeling lost, it feels like you're almost wasting time that you could be being productive or working on a passion or something, working towards something, and if you don't know what you even want, which is a lot of people's story, we don't know what we want, it's kind of like time just keeps ticking no matter if we know or not. (laughs) Which... Leads to the most important line of the album, potentially. Lay it on us. Do you want to take it or should I take it? I think you should take it. Okay, I'm not going to sing it though. How can a person know everything at 18 but nothing at 22? When this song came out, I remember texting, this was probably one of the best lines she's ever written. Because it encapsulates everything that you could possibly feel between your late teens and early 20s in one concise sentence. When you're 18... You are on top of the world. Your parents don't know better than you, for sure. Nobody knows better than you. No one. And then when you're, <laughs> it sounds like I'm a pastor at church and you're repeating after me. <laughs> I'm like, that's good. That's good, pastor. No, yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, <laughs> or like, if anyone is a non-denominational Christian out there, how the, the worship leader says the first line of it before the next, the entire, like, <laughs> chorus. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, you know everything at 18. No one could possibly know better than you. You're the end all be all. But at 22, you're almost so comfortable in the fact that you don't know you don't know shit really. Right. And at 18. And you're so upset you're accepting of it too at 22. Yeah, and you kind of know it's coming too. You're like, oh God, I'm about to be pushed out into the abyss of adulthood. But at 18, it's like 
usually you kind of know like what's coming next, whether you're starting a job or going to school, like the next step in life is there for you. And at 22, it's just so wide open. There's so many ways you could go that it's almost overwhelming. And yeah, you feel like you know nothing. How can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? And if you, someone who's in, who was in, they were like a senior in high school was anticipating on like applying to college, going straight into it, no questions asked. There is not a single thing about your life that you don't know. You're so confident about everything at 18. Yep. I actually thought about, thought about briefly going to grad school just so that I wouldn't have to like figure out my next steps. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. The comfortable next step of grad school, just for the fun of it all, just to be a student a little longer. And it is, I do miss like sitting in class and taking, (laughs) taking notes. But you know what I am glad I would have, would have missed more is, uh, financial freedom because imagine the debt (laughs) (laughs) and then she follows that amazing lineup with and will you still want me when I'm nothing new and that is poetic does that one resonate with you it It doesn't resonate with me as hard as I think it does for you so in your perspective do you think she's talking about like talking to a romantic partner when she says that I think think the world romantic and the world like when you're 18 the whole world when you're younger the world thinks you're a novelty like look at how much potential you have Oh, and like the older how, you get. How youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> You're just not as much of a novelty the older you get to men, to uh, just many things in society. Yeah, the media, we only like young, hot actresses. And even when and if Meryl you Street. start if you start some successful company at 18, it's incredible. It is like the most incredible thing you've ever heard. If you start one at 27, Shout it's out almost, sophisticated it's almost if <laughs> we love her. Um if you start something at 27 and it's almost expected like oh yeah now's the time you should be doing that of course yeah you've got a good head on your shoulders you're set you're ready I worry about this from a romantic perspective and will you still want me when I'm nothing new because think about marriage like we talk about marriage right you get married and I mean monogamy in itself is difficult you have to love each other but you also have to like be truly committed in order for it to work for so many years because lord knows it's not going to be easy all the time or fun or exciting or anything and when i'm 20 years older than whatever age i happen to get married at like lord help me i hope that someone still finds cool things to appreciate about me and that i find that about them when we're nothing new at all like the idea of a relationship getting boring and being married for so long scares me so much that sounds like a good list of stuff to send to your therapist ah well if only i could afford it (laughs) that's why i subscribe to this episode that's why you listen to just go with it (laughs) Or subscribe. That way we could get more sponsors and Abby could afford therapy. <laughs> Please, you guys. I'm just trying to get there. I'm just trying to better myself so I can help you. It all comes back to you. Help us help you send me to therapy. <laughs> and um, if you're that's keeping you up at night about your future husband, the next line about what will become of me once I've lost my novelty is even worse. Once I've lost my novelty. No, there but you go. We, we can't forget about this is Phoebe Bridgers coming in now. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love her voice. I think she's underrated until she joined on this song. I didn't know too much about her, like as a solo. I just artist. knew about her through TikTok from all the young kids. I didn't know all like she's such a big these deal. Days. But I feel like she her voice is so unique. I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. And their voice is the go, cat I can hear the cat yelling. It's like screaming, how long will it be cute? 
almost <laughs> crying in my room. That's the next one. <laughs> How long will it be cute? All this crying in my room when you can't blame it on my youth and roll your eyes with affection. <sighs> this reminds me a lot of damn. that phase where damn, damn. <laughs> in our internal friend group, I know that we were really going through the trenches. I mean, we still go through the trenches here and there. I mean, but we this all was, do. <laughs> we all still do, but this was like the bottom of the barrel. I think we back, all go Back last September and November, and also COVID was just a lot more devastating than when not even restaurants were really open yeah. in a lot of places. And I just remember crying so much in my room. Yeah. And it's not cute when you're 22. Well, it was like hopeless at that point in the pandemic too. It was like, when will this ever be over? Literally, like there was no vaccine. There was no nothing at that point. It was like, when will we return to real life? Remember two weeks to flatten the curve? Joke's on us. This almost felt, this kind of goes back to remember when Instagram was down for a full day and people were acting like they had like found a religion because they were so freed by the idea of like not comparing themselves. I'm waiting for the dystopian thriller slash Black Mirror episode where all of our social media. Oh my gosh, stop. It exists. It's a book. It's a book and it's called Followers. And you say this (laughs) once a month. And once a month, I tell you, this book is so good. It was on my top five last year. Well, you haven't shipped it to me in the mail. And I haven't going to ship it it to you. Get it on Amazon. I haven't received it by Carrier Pigeon. So where is it? Get it on Amazon. Sit on my bookshelf. It's pink and I like it in my room. (laughs) Get it on Amazon. You've sold me. The pink is what got me. I want it now. (laughs) It's like pink and like a a fun blue. But um, anyways, everyone was like going through that phase. Oh, when Instagram was shut down and they're like, this is the most incredible thing that ever happened. Um, I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. In a weird way, after I like cried a ton, I went through a short phase when all the restaurants were closed on, on, on a weekend. I would think, and bars were obviously closed too, and I would think on a weekend, this is kind of a relief. I don't feel the obligation to be having fun out of the house. Sure, we all have cabin fever, <laughs> but I also don't feel the immense amount of pressure to like have a fun weekend just because I only have, you know, 52 in a year. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I there was immense pressure on that. I totally I hear that. I and see I that, that and I raise again. you one. <laughs> what did you say? I, I, hear that, I feel that I see that. I raise you one. <laughs> All right, moving on. The next stanza. Stanza. You I think I better it. read instead of yeah. Yeah, scene. you take it. Take it away. My cheeks are growing tired from turning red and faking smiles. Are we only biding time till I lose your attention and someone else lights up the room? You forgot the last line. People love an ingenuous. Ingenue. And I think that's the French word for like ingenuity or like an inspiring person. You took French. You should know. Yeah. It looks, that's what I'm going with. Anyways, I think when she talks about my cheeks are growing tired from turning red and faking smiles, like I just rewatched the Miss Americana documentary. Oh gosh. If you guys are not a long time <laughs> listener. Semi-annual. About two, yeah. Semi-annually. <laughs> Abby watches Miss Americana and she sobs her eyes out every single time. Okay. I know there's other people out because, there because... No, okay. Stop. She sobs her eyes out every time because whenever she sees someone's dreams come true on yes. the silver screen, yep. she can't help but become hysterical, whether it's through fiction or nonfiction, whether it's in Brokeback Mountain or whether it's in Dear John or whether it's or Miss it's Americana. it's the final scene of High School Musical 3 when they all give their speeches and they just want to make their family proud. Remember when I cried at that? Oh, yes. They just want to make their family proud. Okay. So anyways, I know there are people out there because my I went out to dinner with a couple people on Friday and they were talking about how they love watching Golden Buzzer videos from America's Got Talent where people's dreams come true. And I said, shut up. That's what I do in my pastime too. 
That's kind of like watching uh, public wedding videos on YouTube. Yeah, it just makes me happy. It brings me serotonin, seeing other people succeed. What were you going to say about your semi-annual viewing? Right, so bringing it back. I just watched it, and Taylor talks a lot about when you grow up and you base all of your worth off of what other people think of you and you want people to clap for you to feel your validation that you're worthy of whatever, um, you have to be a good girl. You have to be good. You have to be nice. You have to quite literally blush and fake smiles, as this song would suggest, to be like a good, polite girl who like stays in her lane, that kind of thing. It just gets old. You can't win. It's a double-edged sword. You try to be sweet and kind and what society wants you to be as a woman. Well, now you're boring because you're losing the attention of the people and someone else is new and shiny and they come in right after you and it's all too sickening. Yeah. Same goes for me double. Yeah. Ashley agrees with that one, don't you, Ash? (laughs) You're like my interpreter. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. We have a repeat We're back to the chorus. Oh, I was going to say repeat stanza, but yeah, a chorus. I believe it's Um, a chorus and the other ones are verses. (laughs) (laughs) Stanza, I'm pretty sure as this episode's going on, I'm pretty sure stanza is just poems. We should. But aren't all songs poems? I'll be doing the rest of the readings tonight as Abby (laughs) has no more phone. No, I have a computer. It's not the dark ages. No, we're doing this in a radio studio. Anyways... I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. Okay, this part, I like the hopefulness of it. And I like, because this is going to tie into what we were talking about before we started recording about thinking about your younger self versus your older self. I didn't understand this. What does it mean? Or it's a fever dream, the kind of radiance you only have at 17. <laughs> She'll know the way. you only have at 17. She'll know the way. And then she'll say she got the map from me. Oh, I'm getting it more. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say I'm happy for her. Then I'll cry myself to sleep. So I think what she's basically saying is that in her mind, she's thinking about herself meeting her future self and her, right? Am I dumb? I think she's saying like she was so radiant at 17 and she doesn't have it anymore. No, I think what, okay, yes. I think what she's saying but is she she's thought 20. She would. <laughs> We're just screaming back and forth. Let's sign up to do this song at karaoke and try and get the whole crowd to like tell us what they think it means. No, you interpret it, Joe, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, with a 10 gallon hat. <laughs> what do you think this means? So, being a 17 year old woman in today's day and age, what does this mean to you? <laughs> Why don't we have more classes in college like that where we have to interview strangers on their perspective of the world? I thought that's what college was going to be like. But, I want um, that gift. Wit? Yeah, the gift of your wit. Last interpretation this is what I think. I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream, the kind of radiance you only have at 17. Here's what I think. I think she is now 22. This is like the perspective, obviously, that she's writing at, right? This is the time in her life, 22 ish. And she's saying that one day she's going to meet her old self again when she's so radiant like she was at 17. And her new, when she meets herself in that positive state of mind again, then she'll know the way and she'll say she got the map of me, like 22-year-old writing the map for a 27-year-old person, right? Does that make sense to you? That is a very concise way to put it. Yes, I think it makes sense. So she's saying she used to be in a really cool, exciting, happy place. Now she feels really lost. But one day she hopes to get back to that really cool, exciting place again. And she'll only get there by getting through what she's in right now. That's the map is the 22, 23 
post-grad, where the hell do I go? What do I do? Which way is up kind of place. Saying those for me, double. And she'll say she's happy for her and then she'll cry herself to sleep because it could be happy tears interpretation. It could be like, wow, I've actually made it back to where I thought I could be. Or she could be crying at like the loss of her youth. It could be a lot of different reasons for that crying. It's almost like you were on the Long Pond studio session <laughs> at the lakes. <laughs> okay, now my next line is my favorite. Ready? All right, we're back to the chorus. She's had too much to drink tonight. What's the next line? But I wonder if they'll miss me once they drive me out. Who's driving her out? Of what? The bar? I think she means people drive you out of society. Like there's a back door. You're not like the novelty oh, anymore. Oh, the metaphorical out. Yeah, you're taking all this a little too literally. You're like, what's the car make and model? <laughs> I'm like Toyota Camry or... <laughs> you're like, are you guys going to the drive-in? <laughs> I thought she was so drunk. Somebody had to like drive her home. So what is your main takeaway though from this aspect of life? What are we really getting at? Why are the people listening to us still? Will you still want me when I'm nothing new? Because we're all in the same boat. We are in the boat of this song. Somebody's driving. We don't know. We don't know who's driving. We don't know who the captain of the ship is. We wish it was us, but it's not right now because we're just kind of coasting. And a lot of people are trying out a lot of different things, moving to new cities, starting new jobs, trying to make new friends. Everything is new. And when everything is new, it can feel very lonely and you can feel very lost. And that's what everyone goes through once you are just dumped into the real world after college, especially pandemic post-grad world. Like, what is the world we live in? We don't know. We have to invent it every single day, what we think the world is going to look like for us. That was really good. Thank you. I also think that in this, in, in living in the digital age, especially if you aren't just Us digital like, natives. Being digital natives, especially if you are not... No, this extends across every aspect of life. But just having to be on the cusp, if you want to remain relevant in any way, shape, and form, just being on the cusp of everything and staying relevant and staying new. But one day we're inevitably going to fall behind. Like, we're not going to always be the new, fresh thing. Yeah, and that's inevitable. And even... But there's, like, a lot of examples... (laughs) <laughs> no one wants to give it the bone. There's a lot of different examples of this, but in some ways, like this podcast that we have together, we're like, we need to make so many strides with it while we're at this age because we only have so much time because eventually we're, we're not going to be anything new. It's like you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel time moving. It's true. And <laughs> what's inevitable besides the fact that this song speaks so much truth is that it's comforting because we're all in it together. And it's almost... Like when the pandemic first happened and they shut down our college, Mm -hmm. I remember feeling some like sense of security and the fact that they started shutting down colleges all over America and the world really stopped. It was like, oh, I'm not the only person who's had this stripped away from me. Right. It felt so personal at the beginning. It felt like we were literally being victimized. (laughs) It felt like somebody had given us Willy Wonka's golden ticket and then they just took it and ripped it up in front of our face. Uh Uh-huh. But once it started happening to everyone, it was like, oh, okay, everyone is having to go through this. Nobody gets to go into Wonka's factory. No one's going to Wonka. (laughs) Not even Charlie. Not even Charles himself or or Grandpa. But um, it it felt a little better. And that's same as a stage of life. Everyone's going through it. And I think that's also, besides Taylor Swift's lyrical ability to just storytell like no other, like nobody's business, she also is good at writing stories that feel very relatable. And I think that's why people love her so much as an artist, because this speaks so perfectly 
to what you're feeling when you're going through these years that we're in. And hearing stories like this and being surrounded by music like this, it just reminds you that it's okay to feel and it's okay to feel lost and it's okay to feel like you're the only one going through it. But this is just a reminder that you're not because everybody feels this way one way or the other. And even though on social media, we're all posting our highlight reels and trying to make our lives look like the best version it is, we all go through the trenches sometimes and we all feel worried about the future and what it might hold. So it's comforting to, to be reminded of that. Yeah, the highs and the lows, all the ridiculous emotions across the board, they're all part of the scope of being human and the human experience that we get to have. And also something that I have to remind myself is that my life certainly isn't a constant stream of perfectly edited Teza presets on Mm -hmm. Instagram. That's if my life clearly looks all fine and dandy, but it's not always. And why do I believe everyone else's? It's true. That's actually so true. Yeah. Like we know what goes on behind the scenes of our own lives. So we just can only imagine what's possibly going on behind the scenes of everyone else. That's a healthy way to think of it. Yeah. And like, especially people, people like post on their stories. Like I'm not saying mine is a facade, but it's right. But you're gonna post like the the prettiest, like funniest part of your day. Like you're gonna post like funny stuff. Like you gotta make life pretty, you know. Where I'll sit back and I'll think like, oh, all these people do all of these amazing fun things. However, not by on purpose by any means. I just post so sporadically and randomly and without rhyme or reason on my Instagram. It looks like I'm traveling every other weekend but that's because I'm a fool and I don't post when I actually do I just like space everything out so much yeah you never really know people might just be batching their content and sprinkling it throughout but maybe they're just like sitting in their room all day you don't know anything we know nothing facades (laughs) abound at the Victorian (laughs) much like the song explains we know nothing at this age nothing but guess what at 18 you did you know what I think is actually kind of a positive thinking about like the silver linings of knowing nothing at this age is that we are very moldable clay in that there's so many new things that we can take on at this time in our life with little to no responsibility still. I mean, we're responsible for ourselves and our well-being and like we have almost at, no but, skin off our back, really. <laughs> yeah, but this is like we're such moldable clay. Like there's so many things that could happen to us that we could try and change ourselves for the better and push ourselves to be, you know, like this last year I tried to be the kind of girl that goes to the gym all the time and reads books and now I am. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't that person 2 years ago and now I am. It's just cool. Like there's so much we can do with our life right now and we can still figure out who we want to be while getting to try on a bunch of different outfits for who that might be you know yeah no we can we can try on every every costume in the book <laughs> life <laughs> is but a show <laughs> life is but a show who and we are but the actors who said that lola step or william shakespeare <laughs> your choice <laughs> whoever speaks one, to you more i to think me it's lola. Qu- i think one quoted the other But yes, life is but a show and we are but the actors and you've got no skin in the game, folks. And listeners of Just Go With It, I will still love you when you're nothing new. So there's that, if that means anything to you. (laughs) Have you read anything lately that you would like to throw out there or watched anything or listened to any podcast or songs or anything? Yes, actually, I listened to a super motivational podcast today. Um, It was an interview on Mimi Bouchard's podcast of Ed Milet, who is one of Ashley and I's favorite 
motivational speakers. I just like the way that he talks. I like the way that he breaks things down. Everything that he says is very tangible and you can apply them to your life. It's not just kind of grandiose ideas that you're like, okay, that's cool. But like, how do I implement them? He's very like tactful and specific. Um, and he's just like an overall friendly guy. Like he just seems like he's in your corner. So if you are interested, Ed Milet. That is a good way of putting it. He is so in your corner. He is. And he has his own podcast, The Ed Milet Show. But this interview he did on, uh, Mimi Bouchard's podcast, it's only like 30 minutes. And I, I put it on today and it really put me in a really good mood. I felt very motivated and productive afterwards. Because it is still January, next week we have what's possibly one of my, it's our personal Ed Milet. For next week's episode. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. You guys, we had him on a long, long time ago and he is just so motivational and well-spoken and funny and witty and everything that we love. He's our personal Ed Milet. Yeah. His, should we tease it? Should we tell him? Yeah. It's All Adam. Right. Cause that it's way you can go listen to Adam's old episode. Yeah. Adam Brooks is going to be on. If you didn't listen to his first episode, we will link it on our Instagram this week so that you can go check it out. But he is just, he's a, um, I believe a public speaking professor in Alabama, yeah. University of Alabama. Am I wrong? Yeah, Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if like, that was the like, right school, but like the football team, roll tide. Roll tide, roll freaking tide. And um he got big on TikTok this year, kind of giving advice to people in their twenties from someone in his thirties who's been through it. And he's just so wise. I'm excited to bring him back yeah. on. I just looked it up and go listen. It was in March, the last episode with him. Great. And that's our show. And that's our show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and go ahead and leave us a review. And if you're looking for more comedic, relatable content, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at justgowithit.podcast. That's all for now. And don't forget to just go with it.